Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. I love Benjamin Franklin quotes. <laughs> He's the kind of guy I would have really would have liked to have met in person. And I just think that him and I would have gotten along really well, uh, just judging by his quotes. And one of his favorite quotes of mine is, Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. I just it, it, There's so much wisdom in that quote. And when it refers to the Second Amendment, it just really comes alive. Let's let's take a look, and just at the top of the podcast here, what is the Second Amendment? Well, it is really short, and it basically says this. A well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's it. That's the Second Amendment right there. I mean, it it is not complicated, and it basically says that you cannot, as a government, um, infringe on people's rights to keep and bear arms. And this is a very necessary right in order to keep a free state. If you don't want a free state, if you want one like a communist state or one that that will lock down um, and, and, and take all your rights away, well then you don't need this right, right? (laughs) But in order to have a free state, you need it. And so uh, this was, uh, this was in the, in in the top of my, my mind here when I saw yesterday uh, uh, President Biden coming down with some new mandates. And, and let me read from an article here from um, Ryan Savrata. And, and he, He says this in the Day Wire. He says, um, Democrat President Joe Biden announced on Wednesday evening the administration's new far-left executive order aimed at cracking down on the Second Amendment and the hiring of a new director of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms who comes from an anti-Second Amendment group. In a statement, the administration outlined the following... And, and this, so this is what President Biden is wanting to do. Initial actions in his attack on gun rights are these. Number one, the Justice Department within 30 days will issue a proposed rule to help stop the proliferation of, quote, ghost guns. All right, we'll get into that in a second. Number two, the Justice Department within 60 days will issue a proposed rule to make clear when a device marketed as a stabilizing brace effectively turns a pistol into a short-barreled rifle subject to the requirements of the National Firearms Act. Okay, we'll get into that as well. And lastly, the Justice Department, within 60 days, will publish model red flag legislation for states. All right, so... He goes on here, he says, the portion of the statement that mentioned the stabilizing brace is a reference to the AR and AK pistols, which have barrels that are, that are shorter than, than the minimum 16 inches required by the National Firearms Act, the NFA. The uh, statement said that pistols with an arm brace are considered concealable. <laughs> I want to read that again. The statement said that pistols with an arm brace 
are considered concealable, which doesn't really mean anything legally speaking, and is also laughable to most gun owners since, as, as I was laughing here, since many AR pistols are more than two feet long. So if you have a, if you have a pocket that's, uh, that's over two feet long, and you know, you got a kind of different pair of pants than I do. Um, <laughs> the claim that weapons with a pistol brace will be subject to the requirements of the National Firearms Act means that gun owners will likely be forced to pay a $200 tax stamp on those firearms, which essentially amounts to taxing a group of people who are serious Second Amendment advocates and are largely opponents of Biden and his policies. So what he's saying here is that this part of these mandates is really considered, it's not going to do anything as far as gun violence at all. What it does do is it sets up the ability for the federal government under this act to collect money, in, in this case $200, uh, for, from people who wouldn't vote for Biden anyway. So, so he's going to do it without any political capital being spent. So uh, the, the article goes on and says, the statement said that the administration was investing in evidence-based community violence interventions in urban communities. The administration admitted that cities across the country, which are largely run by Democrats, are seeing a historic spike in homicides, which follows the push by some Democrats and far-left activists to defund police. So obviously, where, especially where uh, cities are defunding police, they're seeing a uh, large spike in gun violence. The statement said that the Department of Justice would release an annual report on firearm trafficking. Finally, the administration announced that they will nominate David Chipman to serve as director of the ATF. Chipman worked for Giffords, which uh, advocates for gun bans. CNN called Chipman a, quote, fierce advocate for gun control, unquote. Chipman locked his Twitter account so people cannot see what he uh, has stated publicly. But however, comparison of online uh, archives to his current account appears to show that he has deleted well over 1,000 tweets from his Twitter account. And uh, that is a big shocker to everyone, I'm sure. Biden's new actions run contrary to his pledge to unite and heal political divisions in the country as tens of millions of law-abiding gun owners are rightly seeing his actions as an assault on their freedoms. In the statement, the administration also renewed their call for banning so-called assault weapons, which is, of course, a made-up term that refers to semi-automatic lawn guns, which essentially function the same way as pistols, meaning that a, a shot is fired every time that the trigger is pulled. The administration also again called for Congress to repeal gun manufacturers' immunity from liability, which pro-Second Amendment uh, advocates say is a blatant attempt to bankrupt the gun industry. And, and of course it is. Uh, I mean, if, you, if you're going to allow uh, people to sue gun owners when somebody takes one of the guns that they've manufactured and, and, and kill somebody, let's say, uh, then you're, you're simply just going to put them out of business. That's it. You, you, you don't see that in, in any other, uh, other 
um, industry, but uh, but that's that's what they're trying to do here. So let's fact check President Biden's statement. I, I, there was a lot of fact checking going on when when President Trump was president and he was in office, and now and not a lot of fact checking going on now. So let's do a little of our own, shall we? Uh, Fact-checking Biden's latest gun control press conference. It was uh, something that was written about by Ian Hayworth, uh, again in the Daily Wire. And, and, uh, and on Thursday, Joe Biden announced further executive actions on the subject of gun control, saying, enough prayers, time for action, <laughs> is what Biden said. Uh, Biden's parrots the, uh, the gun show loophole lie in, in his speech. Uh, these bills, one require background checks for anyone purchasing a gun at a gun show or an online sale, Biden said, which triggered applause from the audience, of course, right? Many people don't know it. You you walk into a store and you buy a gun and you have a background check, but you go to a gun show and you can buy whatever you want and no background check is what Biden said. And of course, this is one of the most you know, prevalent and misleading falsehoods uh, promulgated by the the left when when it comes to gun control. Uh, Federally licensed gun sellers are required by law to run background checks on all firearm purchases, whether uh, whether at a gun show or in their gun shop. Um, Unlicensed private individuals are permitted to sell guns without running a background check, of course. I mean, yeah, I, I could sell my gun to my neighbor, let's say, and and, uh, and and he wouldn't have to run a background check in order for me to do that. But anywhere else, any federally licensed gun seller is going to have to do a background check. That, that's just the way it works. Um, and and Biden falsely claims that his, his assault weapons and high-capacity magazine ban uh, reduced uh, mass shootings. He said, I know this is been a hobby horse of mine for a long time got it done once biden said we should also ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines in this country quote for the for that 10 years we had it done the number of mass shootings actually went down biden claimed now this is just simply false i mean i mean this this is an easy one easy one to fact check not only in this period um, you know, and, and, and the fact that this, this period right here was, is just simply too small a sample size to really, uh, do anything statistically, uh, significant. Um, but the, the average number of mass shootings, if you're just going to take it anyway, the average number of mass shootings per year before and during the assault weapons ban didn't change. It stayed at 1.5 events per year. So that is just, that's an easy one to, to say that, that you're lying. Uh, President Biden argues that stabilizing braces makes weapons more lethal. Quote, we want to treat pistols modified with stabilizing braces with the seriousness they deserve, Biden said. A stabilizing brace essentially makes that pistol a hell of a lot more accurate in a mini rifle. As a result, it's more lethal effectively turning it into a short-barreled rifle. That's what the uh, alleged shooter in Boulder appears to have done, he added. Now, okay, the lethality of the firearm is the key part here, given that the stability of the gun after being fired, which is the purpose of the stabilizing brace, of course, has no effect 
no effective impact on the on the bullet fired or its deadliness. In other words, the 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 accuracy is not really um, up to the effectiveness of the bullet. Once the bullet's fired, it's fired, right? It doesn't matter how how the thing jerks or whatever the case may be recoils. Uh, after you fired it, it, the bullet is going to go at a certain pace, whether it has a brace or not. Now, I would even add to this that that we see the vast, vast, vast majority of gun gun owners are are responsible with their guns, and so they're they're using them many times, most of the time, I would say, for self defense. So. Why would you not want to be accurate? <laughs> why, why would you not want to be accurate with a gun that you're using for self-defense? It doesn't make any sense. You're going to make a, a gun less accurate so that I can defend myself? It, this is, this is not, not, even, not even logical. Uh, Biden lies saying that gun violence is an epidemic in this statement. He says gun violence in this country is an epidemic, Biden claimed. Let me say it again. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. <laughs> While gun violence certainly exists, the truth is that as gun ownership has increased, the rate of firearm homicides has steadily declined since a brief spike in the early 1990s. Um, so just not true. Uh, Joe Biden makes numerous false claims about the U.S. Constitution. Um, here's one. Um, but no amendment... No amendment to the Constitution is absolute, Biden said. You can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater and call it freedom of speech. And of course, this is, this is a claim that is routinely parroted by members of the left while attempting to pick holes in the First and Second Amendments. Unfortunately for them, though, it's a false claim. It really is. Um, from the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own from the very beginning the Second Amendment existed, certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution, Biden also said. Well, I mean, the Second Amendment reads, as we said at the top of the podcast, a well-regulated militia being necessary to security of a free state is the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I mean, that's it. That's the Second Amendment. While it is true that not all people have been permitted to have weapons, as Biden claimed, the reasoning behind such prevention was also changed by further amendments, such as the 13th Amendment, which, of course, abolished slavery. So, you know, I mean, obviously slaves weren't allowed to have guns, and we went ahead and abolished that. So, anyway, uh, so so let's, let's move on here. The, what is happening... Because of, of the newest attack on the Second Amendment. Well, um, actually, maybe some good things. Uh, background checks for guns soared to an all-time record in March. Isn't that kind of cool? Reportedly spurred on by President Joe Biden's threats to increase federal gun regulations and by a wave of $1,400 COVID-19 st- stimulus checks. <laughs> so... The U.S. News and World Report noted Thursday that the the FBI reported a record number of gun background checks in March. The Bureau conducted nearly 4.7 million 
background checks. Did you hear what I said? The FBI conducted nearly 4.7 million background checks, breaking the record high that was set just last January. Uh, another month that was marked, of course, with violence and turmoil. March's background checks represent a 36% increase from February, which saw about 3.44 million checks. Additionally, nearly 1 million more background checks took place last month than in March of 2020, the outlet said. After the FBI release, uh, for example, small arms uh, analytics and forecasting reported that sales are set to break the yearly record of 22.8 million in this year alone. So it's it, we're we're set to have have sales of almost 20, uh, 23 million guns this year alone. For the first quarter of of 2021 as a whole, about 5.9 million firearms were sold as opposed to the 5.2 million first quarter of last year. If the rate of sales were to be sustained throughout this year, last year's record sales of of uh, 22.8 million would be broken. One group noted um, that that this this is just this, this is just unprecedented. I mean, obviously these are records that are being broken here. Uh, there is more states uh, that are now taking steps to protect people uh, from these unconstitutional mandates. So we we see people going out and buying firearms. I mean, you can any. I don't know if you've been to the gun store lately. Um, there are people there constantly and one one of my favorites uh you that you have to wait outside the store because there's just too many people inside the store and so they've set up a a a tent outside the front door where people have to wait in order to go in uh and 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 it's, it's just packed it doesn't matter when you go um and and so we see that going on and we also see states now taking steps to protect people from these unconstitutional mandates arizona uh, for one, uh, uh, this is uh, again from uh, the Daily Wire. Uh, Governor Doug Ducey, uh, Republican, Tuesday signed into law House Bill 2111, which would prevent state uh, and local governments from implementing any new gun control laws coming out of Washington, D.C. Those who support the bill say law abiding gun owners are protected from potential laws that would be a violation of the Second Amendment. According to the bill, the Arizona State Constitution allows state legislators to exercise their, quote, sovereign authority, unquote. The text of the bill specifically cites Article 2, Section 3 of the Arizona State Constitution, which says, and this is what the Arizona State Constitution says, the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land. All right, so what they're saying is, is that if if a law comes down that is unconstitutional, then we're not going to uh, enforce that law. Why? Because it's contrary to the U.S. Constitution, and the U.S. Constitution overrides anything any president or Congress is going to say. Um, not a bad stance, if, if you ask me. Arizona stands with law-abiding gun owners. The Second Amendment guarantees vital liberties, just like the First Amendment t- protects the freedom of speech and the Fourth Amendment prevents unreasonable search and seizures. 
State Rep. Leo Bascuni, a Republican, I probably slaughtered that one, sorry, Leo. Uh, The bill's sponsor said in a statement, if the zealous gun grabbers in Washington try to disarm citizens in the name of political posturing, we're not going to allow it in Arizona. Now, um, Penal uh, County Sheriff Mark Lamb backed a similar Second Amendment sanctuary policy when his county's board of supervisors um, contemplated a similar resolution and he said this he says um, i um, i reiterated to them that as a sheriff i took an oath to support and defend the constitution of the united states and i'm going to do that at every turn while many people believe the second amendment applies only to hunter purposes lamb said this is entirely false and i've heard that statement before that, you know, well, you know, you don't need an AR-15 to go hunting. Well, the Constitution doesn't say that I have a firearm just to go hunting and that that's my right. Um, it, it obviously says that you, that the, the government will not abridge that right uh, for any purpose. Uh, the Second Amendment was put into place for the key reason of avoiding another tyrannical government. The Second Amendment is what allows us to keep government in check and voice our opinions whether we disagree or agree with something. The Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone, however, is not thrilled with the new law because it, quote, puts law enforcement in an awkward position. But other states and local governments across the country have passed similar legislation, making them uh, Second Amendment sanctuaries. Uh, It is a move that is gaining steam, particularly in red states like Texas and Oklahoma. And when we say Second Amendment sanctuaries, uh, that kind of perks people up a little bit because um, because we heard the word sanctuary states before. There are sanctuary sanctuary states where um, those states will not allow uh, any kind of state workers or state uh, states employees to help out uh, ICE with those that have come here illegally. And, and I have been against those type of sanctuary uh, states, um, but I'm in favor of this, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, the gun rights activists have applauded Second Amendment sanctuaries because it is a figurative way of saying we will not back down from this fight. After all, the right to keep and bear arms is a God-given constitutionally protected right. And that is why I'm in favor of that. I'm in favor of this because this is something that that these individuals are saying we are going to stick to the Constitution of the United States, that we have a God-given right to bear arms, to keep and bear arms. And so these sanctuary states are saying that we are not going to prosecute anybody uh, and hold them to this unconstitutional law. Now, when states did the opposite, when they said we're not going to enforce laws that had nothing to do with the Constitution, then now you're just you're, you're you're just going against the federal government because you don't like the law, and that and there's a big difference there. When you're going and becoming a sanctuary state in in support of the Constitution, then and you're saying the Constitution is a higher authority than you, Mr. President, or higher authority than you, Supreme Court, or a higher authority. Then, then you, legislature, what you're saying is that I'm not going to enforce that law because of the higher authority. 
But when you say I'm a sanctuary city because I don't just simply like the law, well, that's that that is that's not a good deal, and it's and it only is creating strife and tensions between local governments, state governments, and federal governments. At the at the end of the day, the federal government relies on state and local enforcement to enforce its gun control agenda. The burden ultimately falls on the shoulders of the county sheriffs, many of whom believe gun control laws are unconstitutional. And these these declarations are are local elected officials. Um, and, and, And their way of saying that they will not enforce something they believe violates the Constitution. President Joe Biden has vowed to take up gun control agenda with a push to ban the assault weapons, uh, high-capacity magazines, and universal background checks. Now, if you look, and 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 this is this is what I'm going to say to this. I'm, there's there's three things I want to say to this. Number one, two states with some of the most restrictive gun laws are Illinois and Maryland. Both Chicago, Illinois, and Baltimore, Maryland are two of the cities with the most gun violence every year. So you can, if you can show me where, let's just leave the Constitution out of it for a second, okay? If you can show me where gun laws actually help gun violence, then we can have a discussion. But you can't do that. There's nowhere where you can do that. You can actually see the opposite effect. Because when you take the guns out of the hands of those that are defending themselves and and whatnot, then what you're doing is you're only encouraging gun violence. Those that are going to use a gun for violence, and for whether you're robbing somebody or whatever the case may be, um, when when they know that there aren't guns around to defend oneself, that they're going to get the gun no matter what. And they're going to now be more brazen in using it because they know that there isn't as many guns out. According to the, and, and this is number two, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, almost every major study on defensive gun use has found that Americans use their firearms defensively between half a million and three million times each year. Did you hear what I had to say? These guns are actually stopping crime. Because you, you, when, when somebody has a gun, may, whether it be concealed carry or whatever the case may be, and we don't know exactly what the number is because obviously they aren't reported. You know, if something happens to me, I have to, I have to pull my gun out. Or whatever. I'm not going to report that. Hey, I had to pull my gun out. But, but the best estimates are between half a million. This is CDC. Between half a million and three million times each year. That, that people have to use their guns defensively, whether it just simply is pulling them out and brazing them, and then, the, then the, uh, obviously the, the situation clears up, or, or actually have to use it. Now, thirdly, what Biden did yesterday and, and continues to, to push for is only going to get more people killed. You see, when you are making it harder for people to defend themselves, and you're running over the Second Amendment, it's only going to get people killed. That's just that's just the facts. So doing what he's doing is hurting people and killing people, and what he's doing is running over the Second Amendment, which is a God-given right to us. You may agree, you may disagree. I would love 
to hear from you. And you can always, always uh, contact us. Probably the best way is right on our websites. If you haven't been there lately, I, I encourage you to go there. Uh, uncommonsensepodcast.com and you can go there and you can send us an email you can buy merchandise you can support uh, the podcast there and thank you for listening